Hey, this is H1. We're going to be running it back with another episode talking about chess knowledge, chess wisdom, and chess understanding. And today we're going to be explaining the top three tips to get better in the middle game fast. All right. Not some slow mess that you could do today and you will get like, I don't know, you might increase your rating to another level that you haven't even seen before after knowing these tips, because I don't think nobody is explaining that is really simple, especially if you're a beginner, you can rise up really fast in a rating ladder. So, hey, just listen to H1 at this moment and I'll explain everything that you need to know. So let's get to the next segment. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, welcome. This is the H1 channel. All right. This I know this is a podcast, but I'm just going to call it a channel for today. But let's get into the segment right quick on top three tips to get better in the middle game, especially in chess. A lot of people want to be a good chess player in the middle game. A lot of people mess up, blunder right when they get into the middle game. I used to be one of those players that I'll play a perfect opening. Right. I'll get all my pieces developed. I'll get my bishops developed, my knight, even get my rooks on open files. But then something happened. Something happened to me. Because right when I get into the middle game, that's when I start losing my mind. All right. Every person that I played knew something more than me for some reason. And they'll recognize patterns faster than me. You know what irritated me the most when I was a a beginner player playing chess is that people would find stuff faster and I will always be surprised when I messed up. It doesn't matter if it was a queen blunder, if it was a fork or if it was a checkmate in five that I did not see until the moment that they did it. So I understand. I understand the frustration, the pain that everybody experienced when they're playing the middle game. It's irritating. It's irritating, especially if you've been playing for a long time and especially if you're the type of player that pour out their emotions on the chessboard every single game. If you're that Gary Kasparov that shows their frustration on the game, if you're that person that rage over games in general and like throw your mouse against the wall, break the keyboard, things of that nature, then come on. I got some tips for you that can help you play chess just a little bit better. And maybe you've thought of these things. I don't know. But I'm going to go more in depth into each one. So let's get started. First of all, what's going to help you the most out of all these tips is pattern recognition. What do I mean by pattern recognition? Well, this might be self-explanatory, but chess puzzles is going to help you become a better chess player. Like, yes, of course, H1 chess puzzle is going to help me. But how is it going to help me? How important is it? And what specific chess puzzles am I supposed to be um, doing? Because anybody can just tell you, oh, do more chess puzzles. Do more chess puzzles. It's like, dude, I need a goal when doing the chess puzzles. 
I understand that. So here's the thing. If you're a beginner player under 1600 uh, ELO level, and if you don't have an ELO level, just go online, play chess, and get an ELO level, and then figure out if you're under 1600. Because I can promise you, if you are, then you need to do a lot more chess puzzles. But specifically, you need to do a lot more short chess puzzles. What do I mean by that? Well, you need to do a lot more chess puzzles that deal with uh, fork in two, checkmate in one. Um, what else? What else? Um, just finding the best moves in middle game positions. They have this on leechess.org where you can pick the type of chess puzzles that you want to do. And they actually have chess puzzles where you can um, where you can pick specific ones and they already know your weaknesses, right? So you can pick chess puzzles that you're not even good at over the chessboard. So they might give you an answer to your weakness be like, hey, you're not good at um, chess puzzles dealing with overloading the defender. And you can just start getting on that weakness right off the bat. So I would suggest people doing that using um, leechess.org if you don't have an account. But chess.com kind of has a similar thing. Um, They know what type of weaknesses that you have um, when playing chess. So yeah, either way, it's fine. Leechess.org is a free way to go about it. I will say that. But pattern recognition is really important. That's how you build your muscle memory. And I think I explained this before, but to all my people that know how to back up a trailer, once you do it once, you don't forget how to back up a trailer. So if you do a lot of short puzzles and you learn all these patterns, you might get just you might surprise yourself on everything that you will see and you might get just a little bit better. Especially if you're a blitz and a bullet player. If you're a blitz and a bullet player, this is all you should be doing. If that's all, if that's the time, <laughs> dang, if that's the time control you want to play. Here's the thing. If you want to become a better chess player, you're going to have to put the time and the effort into doing short chess puzzles. And if you're over 1600, and you're experienced, and you already know all this crap, and you already know all the checkmate patterns, and you already know all the tactics, you already, you got it, you got it all under control, you can find it, you can even name it by name, all right, then you need to focus on longer chess puzzles, yeah, yeah, chess puzzles is never going to go away, and actually, it's probably more beneficial for you to get a book that deals with um, real life games, real life master games, rather than short chess puzzles over online, because um, you need to become more practical with your gameplay. And how to be more practical is looking at real games and figuring out what's the best move in that real master game that is more complex than others. And then we become stronger. You have to learn how to calculate more than your opponent. And not only learn how to calculate longer, but faster too. So you have to start um, timing yourself. Okay, how can I solve this? Dang, they got a motorcycle outside. Hey, calm that down. (laughs) But anyway, you got to learn how to pretty much calculate faster and longer. And calculate um, the different levels not the different levels, but the different candidate moves that you pick in that position. Those are the things that you should be doing as you become a stronger chess player. All right. And then once you do those two things, hey, 
you're Gucci. In the middle game, you're going to automatically get stronger if you know everything else. When you get stronger over 2000, it's all about speed, doing it in a faster level because that's one way how to put pressure on your opponent. Let's say you're in a critical position and you figure out the best move in that critical position in about two minutes. If your opponent isn't experienced on doing longer chess puzzles and not timing themselves, then they're going to take a lot longer than you do. They might take five minutes. You having more time than your opponent in that situation is putting pressure on them to go faster. And that's going to make them overwhelm them to make a mistake in the future. That's why doing longer chess puzzles and calculating and timing yourself is all important at the same time. Okay, two more things. Secondly, it's it's probably the least important, especially if you're a beginner, but you got to know your opening principles. And I know we're talking about middle game, but if you do not have a good opening, if you do, I'm going to say for the people in the back, if you do not have a good opening, then you're going to have a bad middle game. If you don't have your pieces developed, if you don't have your king castled, if you don't have your queen somewhat out, not too early, but like somewhat out, off the back rank, then you're going to have a bad middle game. You're losing straight, you're losing from the start. Why would you do that to yourself? So beginners, please, please learn opening principles. You should already know principles of... Oh, your pawn should have, if you're the white pieces, your pawns should have be past the fifth rank in the opening. Um, you shouldn't be moving your pieces twice uh, unless unless necessary. Just things, just general things like that. Put your rooks on open files. Castle your king. If it's a closed position, um, you don't have to castle your king right off the bat. You know, just simple things that you have to learn. That is, that is really important. L- learn that. And then, and you don't have to learn a specific opening. You don't have to learn 20 moves into the Rory Lopez. Just learn the opening principles so that you can hurry up and start winning games quickly. And then you get into the chess patterns and yeah, you're good. And all you got to do is learn how to checkmate. You can win a lot of games like that. Thirdly and lastly, in the middle game to, to everybody that's pretty much under 2000 under 1600 learn all chess tactics yes learn every single one learn advanced chess tact uh, advanced chess tactics and um beginner chess tactics you should know forks all the way to uh, trapping all the way to um uh, deflection or attraction or any of those things you should learn every chess tactic before you be like oh i mastered the middle game or uh, I don't need this anymore. Don't don't ruin yourself. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. If you don't know something, look it up. Look up what are all the chess tactics that you need to know. And actually, I'm just going to guide you right now. On my YouTube channel, I have every single chess tactic that you need to know. I have a playlist for it. So if you need to know a lot more chess tactics and a lot more chess strategies, especially for the middle game, go on my YouTube channel, look up Chess Knowledge with H1 Chess Tactics Playlist. 
And I got a whole playlist full of chest shorts, one minute shorts that you can learn from with examples on those chest tactics. If you need to learn something, right? But these are the top three tips to become a better middle game um, chess player. All right. Hopefully this helped. I know it's not. I know it is going to help already. You just got to put the effort into it. The more effort you put into becoming a better chess player, the more you're going to get out of it. And the more days that you skip, hey, you're just regressing. And I know the people that is, that is listening to this podcast want, want to become a better chess player. So, hey, let's get to it. Stop procrastinating. All right. I know what you want to do. I know you want to beat that brother. I know you want to beat that cousin or that uncle that keeps on that keeps on whooping your tail. <laughs> Come on, let's get into it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want you to do those tips because you're going to become a better chess player. A lot of people listen instead of putting things to action. You can learn by yourself, especially in the beginning stages. You don't need a coach if you're just trying to learn how to pieces move. And you don't need a coach when you're just trying to learn what is a chess tactic, what is a fork, what is a skewer, things of that nature. You can do this, just put in the effort, put in the work, and you're going to see the results. And thank you for listening, everybody that got to this point. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. I've been doing this for a while now. I got a lot of gems and knowledge in this podcast already. Chess knowledge, chess wisdom, chess understanding. And, you know... Uh, I appreciate every single one of you that is listening here. And hey, you made the right decision by being here right now. And you know what? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Please click the the notification um, follow button so that you stay notified on when I put an episode out. But anyway, other than that, yeah, peace. Peace.